For the last four decades, the Senior Answers Service, operated by the Colorado Gerontological Society, has been the leading go-to service to gain direction, insight, and just what to do regarding all things older adult seniors in the state. And although the dynamics of the last 18 months of COVID-19 has made their work more challenging, for the 32nd consecutive year on August 13th and 14th, they will host another Salute to Seniors event, virtually as last year. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. In its now-concluded session, the legislature took up several bills affecting older adults. Although a number of them did not pass this session, some key ones did. In addition to this, with the movement to return to offices well underway and sorting itself out, what's going to be the answer for older adults? Older adults seeking answers. We'll get a few insights from the executive director of the Colorado Gerontological Society and Senior Answers. With us is Ms. Eileen Doherty. Well, I think what we're really kind of facing at this point in time is I think most people have always wanted to stay in their own home. And fewer few people wanted to move out of their home into some type of a retirement community. Now, these are, in my mind, mostly homeowners as opposed to people who have been in the rental market for a long time. And so I think what we've actually started to see in terms of the shift is as people have gotten older, they require more services because their health is more compromised. So they may need help with lawns or they may need help with cleaning or they may need help with laundry, those sort of types of things to either maintain the outside of their building, to maintain the building itself, the house, and then you know they kind of move down the continuum where they need help with, in the industry, what they would call instrumental activities of daily living, and then eventually assistance with activities of daily living, which is things like bathing and mobility and those kinds of things. And as I think what has happened is that as people have gotten older and more frail, we've seen um, a shift and a need to use more of these kinds of services as we need more help. And one of the answers in the last 15 to 20 years, maybe 25, has been to sell your primary residence to move into a retirement community or an independent living facility where a lot of those kinds of services, the taking care of the physical structure, the maintenance, the shoveling the snow, and then, you know, doing the laundry and and those kinds of things where those services basically are provided for the most part for people using the equity in their house although some people will have savings that they can use as well but they'll use the equity in their house by selling it and then paying for those services Um, and then eventually if the person becomes too frail then obviously there's a move to assisted living or to a long-term care Um, slash nursing home. So what I think um, is happening more is I think this whole sense of maybe if we can 
come up with or figure out a way to really fund better the ability for people to get help with home repairs and lawn care and get help in the home with instrumental activities of daily living. If we can keep those support systems going, then we can stay longer in our own home. And part of what has happened over time is that we've also started to see the use of technology. So, you know, I now have a robot vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Um, There are smart, uh, I mean, we have things like smart TVs. We have things like smartphones. We have doorbells that can tell me who's standing in front of the door. And so if I'm a long-distance caregiver or I'm at work and I have um, arranged for somebody to go by and mow the grass and they knock on the door, I can see who's doing that. We have security cameras. So we have a lot more technology, if you will, at this point in time that can help us to protect an older person who might need some support in whatever way by a third person who doesn't have to be physically present but can basically manage some of those kinds of supports. So I think that's one thing that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I think a second thing that's going on is I think um, people are some people at least are realizing that if they – if they do sell their home and they move into some type of a, a retirement community, uh-huh. that also impacts their estate. So they may not have the generational wealth that they were hoping that they could pass on to their children. Yeah. Uh, because they've, if you own a home free and clear and it's a half a million dollar home, and you're just paying to keep the home up and paying for services in the home. Sure. You may not use as much of that wealth as if you sold it and then moved into some kind of an apartment or retirement community where you were paying for all of those items out of pocket and you are using then that wealth that you had accumulated. So I think that's another driver for people uh-huh. is that they want to be able to pass on wealth. And I think one of the things that's really motivating that at this point is the baby boomers have acquired a lot of wealth. What they also see is their own children um, and especially their grandchildren struggling with the high cost of housing struggling with student loan debt, struggling with just increased cost of living. So some people are really motivated to figure out any way possible to pass on wealth to their heirs rather than to use it themselves. Now, that's kind of a long-winded answer, (laughs) but I think there's, you know, a lot of variables that go into people's decision-making. You mentioned the boomers, too. The boomers are really... uh driving to change in what it means to be an older adult and maybe some of those things of going to a uh, assisted living facility and when you're 75 the boomers are, are saying don't even call me senior till I'm 78 so those things will probably maybe happen later with them than sooner 
And also, do you think one of the things why women have such a challenging time as they age is because they are using whatever accumulated wealth they have to help children and grandchildren and not thinking about themselves. In some place, they have to learn how to strike a balance between the two. Definitely. I think we're some people, you know, some of the children of baby boomers are doing very well, but I think there's a number of them that are not doing as well. And so I do think that also we are seeing, you know, children of baby boomers, um, millennials, Gen Xers, dipping into the family estate um, or the the generational wealth maybe earlier and some of the, some of them doing it even while their parents are alive as you say you know it's it's an agreed upon relationship but they're getting it quote unquote now rather than 20 years from now when I'm yeah, no longer yeah. here this is the 32nd year for your salute to seniors and contrast for me how it's or what topics and things you're focused on now that may be different than what you focused on 30 years ago? Well, the salute to seniors has always been one of these kind of um, fun entertainment kinds of events with a big resource fair. Yeah. Um, and because we're doing it virtually, um, and part of the feedback from the um, 2020 event was that they really liked the educational programs. We've actually incorporated um, three presentations, um, one on climate climate change, yeah. um, which is going to be done by um, Scott Denning from the Colorado State University um, Atmospheric Engineering Department. And then one is going to be done by John Henderson, who is with Active Minds, and he's going to do two presentations. Um, One kind of, they'll kind of be back-to-back, but basically what he's going to look at is how we have brought societies together and people together with kind of roads and bridges and the mm-hmm. car and, and those kinds of things oh, and how sure. we have moved now to a much more connectedness, if you will, with broadband and Internet and Zoom and all of those kinds of technology, again, that we're using to keep connections in a very different way. So those are the big differences between, I guess you might put it, now and then, Because then you didn't have anything called broadband 30 years ago when you started this or or people using it for resources. So uh, aging changes over time, and it's probably going to change even more during the next 30 years as well, you think? I assume that it will, yes. Now, your virtual fair is coming up on um, August uh, 13th and 14th? Yes. And how do they find out information about the program and how to become connected with it? So on those two days, it will be both days from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., so it's two hours each day. You um, can request information to be mailed to you. We do have some hard copies, but you can also go to our website at www.senioranswers.org. Or people can call our office at 303-333-3482. 
and we can help you register. Some people who have not used some of these different platforms, um, this one is not as it works like Zoom, but it's a different program called Hopin. Yeah. So it's a little different in terms of registering. But um, it's the same idea or the same process. You put your name and address in, and then you get a a link to basically join the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have any issues, just give us a call at the office, and we'll be happy to um, help you sign up. Well, I guess one thing, too, uh, with events like Salute to Seniors um, and other uh, uh, organizations like Encore and stuff, um, Probably as people age, and, and, you know, we boomers, we all know it all, right? <laughs> but as we age, we probably need to uh, uh, take in some lifelong learning regarding aging so that we can make it an even better prospect and maybe shape it to what we really need it to be instead of trying to uh, uh, force everything into what we've had and end up in trouble. You know, change is ongoing. Social change is definitely ongoing. And at this point in time, I think if anybody chooses not to be involved with whatever change presents itself, um, it's going to be really at a very big disadvantage. Um, So, yes, we need to do that learning, whether it's having the grandkids help us figure out how to do it, (laughs) whether it's hiring young people in the office or whether it is attending classes or trying to do videos and tutorials. Um, Whatever works for the individual definitely need to be engaged in um, the newest and the greatest and the latest in the world of technology and how we stay connected. Ms. Eileen Doherty. Executive Director of the Colorado Gerontological Society, Senior Answers, has been our guest for this edition. We'll continue gaining additional insight from her on our next. In the interim, the annual Salute to Seniors event is virtual again on Friday and Saturday, August 13th and 14th, 11 a.m. to 1 in the afternoon online. For information and registration, connect with them at SeniorAnswers.org slash Salute to Seniors, and it's free. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game. Mask up when going out. Keep your distance. Get your vaccine for more freedom. And many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.